pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. to the republic for which it stands under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all Like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. He's still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever. My pillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a my pillow or not, you need to get the brand new my pillow 2.0. Call or go to mypillow.com now. Use your promo code and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit MyPillow.com. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates lockdowns and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. I am a soldier 
in the army of my God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me. Because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. dream the other night. I didn't understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly. While your parents were asleep, now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent. But you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. 
Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate. And your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm. So they could padlock churches and steal the family farm. And keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail. And then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the solemn they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore. And then you send your youth to slaughter fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died? Or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. to recruit for a militia. God save King George! Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. There 
Buggers to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, my much better beloved better half. V Lynn. Hello, Patriot. What's going on, fuckers? <sighs> uh, it was a rainy day. Jesus. Can, can when people just stop losing their minds? I mean, police. Can we go back to like treating people like humans? But apparently we can't because everybody's got to be an asshole to everybody else. Yep. Jesus Christ. I heard a conspiracy theory today that um, the world actually ended in 1988 or something so big happened that the universe had to reset it. And that's why everybody is obsessed with the 80s, even people that didn't live through it. Okay, I lived through the 80s and I'm not, I'm not obsessed with it. I mean, I like the music. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I do like the music. The music was awesome from the 80s. The food, the culture. Well, the culture was badass because nobody gave a shit. Exactly. Um, anyway, how's everyone say? Mine was meh. It was a rainy day. Hold on, let Pretty me gross. get my phone because I really got to get this story. Oh, geez, you're killing me. You're wonderful. I know, I am. Because anyway, I was up till two o'clock in the morning trying to get the replays loaded up because the computer was so overloaded. I hadn't cleaned it for a while. So I spent. I did not take a nap today. I spent all day today cleaning the computer, compressing files and uploading them and putting them on a external hard drive and then clearing them out of the hard drive and all that good stuff so that um, I don't have to stay up till two o'clock in the morning again because that really sucked. Like I was not a fan. I'm no, I don't, I don't play that game at all. So uh, Mix ass was snoring by like 1030, maybe 11. Nope. Nope, nope. I was up and it sucked. And then, of course, I was up at, you know, six to get the kids rolling. And then the good book started at eight. And uh, yeah, so, but I had dinner on the table at 5 15 ish. I bought, I replenished the supply and uh, yeah. So, anyway. So until then, you want to get high? Yes. While you're looking for that, because yes, um, I do. I want to get high. Which, and I have a bunch of stuff I have to go through yet. Oh, okay. Okie dokie. Well, it's been a day. We've been trying to catch up, so we're playing catch up. A we are bit. playing catch up. A bit of catch up. It's all good. A bit of catch up. Yeah. All right. You ready? Yeah. Let's go. As you know, what time it is. Because we just finished dinner. We just finished dinner. It's our after dinner bowl. Mm -hmm. So it happens. And of course, now the child that was bitching that dinner was early comes to me at five o'clock and he's like, when's dinner? I'm starving. I'm hungry. Exactly. Starving. Yep. That's what happens. No, you're sending it to him. He can't play it on the show. No, I... I sent it to him earlier because he didn't believe me. Anyway, whatever. Okay. You got it now. Okay. Probably going to want to open that one first. Yeah, yeah, I got you. 
just because it is one of those clips, you know, we're gonna have I can't say it poured all day because, um, uh, start back too. Yeah. But once it started, man, Didn't it's stop. coming down. Hadn't stopped. Hadn't fucking stopped. I went out to put the birds up <laughs> in a relatively long rain jacket. Didn't matter. I had to change my jeans as soon as I came back in because like, you could see the line of where the jacket ended and all the water just came rushing onto my jeans and I got soaked, but that's okay. That's what happens. All right. Anywho. You want me to start with this? Yes. Fine. Only because it, it was just yesterday and we need to, uh, make sure that we address this. And I want to make sure that, that this is addressed because I brought this up before. This isn't the first time I brought this up. But I often wonder, hit pause almost immediately at the end. Oh, there you go. You don't have to, sweet. Because it's X. That's why I much prefer and I can fold. You're welcome. And all that. I went and found that. Thank you. So, everybody watched the Super Bowl yesterday, whether no. you're a Chiefs fan or a Niners fan, I don't care. Um, didn't really care about it. I thought it was a boring game, to be honest with you, except for like the last, maybe last quarter. I mean, it was like 0-0 almost to halftime, for Christ's sake, or 0-3 to three to almost half halftime. Um, anyway, one of the things I found interesting, I, I thought I was the only one that saw this. And then, of course, I went this morning when I woke up, I'm scrolling through Instagram and tick, or in, uh, Instagram and X, mm -hmm. and here's this clip all over the place. Like I sat here and said this to myself over and over again. I said, wait a minute. There is no fucking way. So do me a favor. Bring the volume down to like a, a quarter of. Yeah, right there. And play this and bring this up and play this. Watch this shit, folks. Tell me that this is not rigged. It's first and 10, right? You see it right there in the bottom right corner of the screen. Boom. Patrick Mahomes makes off around the corner. He makes it. New York. He's second and eight, right? Second and eight, right? It says second down right there, right? It'd be second and eight. He got two yards. Watch this. Watch that. 
coming up here. First and ten. Wait the hold the fucking phone. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that he went scrambled for two yards? And they huh. Interesting. That's really interesting. And what did they want it for? Uh the cameo shot at the end of the game with Taylor Swift and fucking Jason Kelsey sucking face. That's I what it was Travis or whatever. Travis Kelsey, whatever the fuck his name is. It's immaterial. The point is, is that the NFL sold out too. Well, I, I mean, hello. We already, we already knew that. Hold on. Um, Cause. Yeah. No, I mean, they sold out. I, they sold their souls. I mean, this was like a devil, like the, all the shit that happened last night. I don't know if you saw it, but with that fucking ice spice bitch and all that other shit, we're going to get into that. She was wearing an upside down cross standing right next to Taylor Swift, right in front of Taylor Swift's mom. Who from what I or not Taylor Swift's mom, but Travis Kelsey's mom, who from what I also understand, she's like a diehard Christian. Well, um, I don't, I don't know how she felt about her son dressing like this coming in. Oh no, that's Pfizer. Right. Pfizer. Right. Kill a trap. Kill a trap. Dude, dude, you're not as the bedazzler. See what I mean about the '80s obsession? The bedazzler mm -hmm. is not meant to be used all over the clothes. It's for buttons, dude. You don't bedazzle everything. Do you bedazzle your your buttons? Isn't that what it was made for? Isn't that what the bedazzler was for? I, I, I don't think so. Okay, whatever. But, you know, they, they had to... Um, make an attempt. They had to make them win because they couldn't let him win. Oh, Mr. Nobody, yes. Uh, was he call himself Mr. Irrelevant? Mr. Irrelevant, yes. There you go. The conversations take place as your status forgive me on the use of that word but it's what it was as far as a public perception of you having all the success were you able to somehow have more conversations or you know be able to share your faith i'm, I'm trying to think of the right way to say it because the platform gets bigger and more more people are listening whether it's a media member or a teammate or whatever where you're able to talk about the lord a little bit more have some deeper conversations because they're seeing you have success on the field, maybe having an opportunity off the field to also talk about Jesus. Yeah. Um, I think the media for sure, there was, you know, questions brought up in terms of like, you know, how do you do it? And um, for, for myself, it was honestly, you want the truth? Cause this is the truth. And I'm not going to just say, you know, like a worldly answer of, you know, I, I look in the mirror every night and I tell myself I'm good. It's none of that. It's, yeah. it's man. Like, this is who God has called me to be. And I've believed that from day one, I've believed that Jesus Christ did come down and died for my sins and, and rose again. And, and he's living, you know, he's living and sitting beside God on the throne. And so I believe that it's not just some story fairy tale thing. It's, it's real. And it, it, is, it allows me to, you know, stay level-headed and, and real with life. And I know what my purpose is. And so mm. that all has allowed me to play my game and has allowed me to play football at this level. And, um, you know, um, I, I don't go into the locker room telling everyone, you know, I believe this or that, or it, it just comes about, you know, when guys ask me or they're interested and, in, you know, what helps you do what you do, then yeah, I share. Um, but 
you know, I just the biggest thing for me is just loving all my teammates, you know, being where they're at, relating with them, um, being a relatable teammate. Um, and then, you know, if they ask about what what I believe in, then I'm I'm all I'm all for sharing. So. Well, that, of course, doesn't fit the NFL narrative, nor does it fit the demonic narrative. But and and good on him, but he needs to take it a step further. I'm sorry. We're too far gone now. You can't wait for someone to come to you. You, you got to You just got to speak your truth all over and stop worrying about what people are going to think. Tell everyone you meet about Jesus. That God's coming back soon. Especially in a position like his. What are they going to do? Fire him? Yep. Cancel him? Yeah. Would it be worth it? Yeah. True. True that. True that. I whatever. I I, I don't, you know, the crazy part about what I saw last night, and we're about to get into the demonic shit, but um out of the game, I mean, minus that that was huge. I, I don't know about you all. I I as a as a fan of football, um, which I am, and I I've watched it my whole entire life since I was a wee lad all the way up to now. Um, to see that like so blatant to where I could rewind my TV and watch it over and over again to the point where my son was just like, I get it. It's staged. It's rigged. You're right. That doesn't make sense. It should have been second and eight and it was first and 10. And then we went back and watched a little bit more back further and we noticed it happened one. And the worst part about it was I watched the sideline judge, the guy who holds, cause they still have the chain gang down there. And the chain gang involves the two first down markers. And then you have the third guy that's on the side of the, the furthest first down marker. And he's standing on the far side of it with a number up there. And the worst part about it was that guy looked up at the board and switched his number back. He was right in saying that it was second down, but he looked up and he saw that the number changed and he, you see him flipping the sign down. And I was like, what the fuck is this? This is some fucking hokey shit that they they gave him that that wasn't a first down. And like, I don't understand why nobody noticed it on the field. I don't understand why everybody just went with it. Like, oh, it's just first and down. No, or they got a first down. I, I was like, no, this I, I thought it was bullshit. I, I mean, that's some straight up bullshit. That's straight up cheating, whether you want to call it cheating or not, or it's a rigging, one of the two. And the. NFL made it happen. And I mean, the one game you would think that you wouldn't do that on. You wouldn't fuck up. You wouldn't do that at the Super Bowl. You might do it when you have like 12 or 13 games going on at once. But man, you you don't do it when there's only mm -hmm. one game. Everybody's tuned in on that one game. As They're Leo gonna said, catch you. the NFL is filed under sports entertainment, just like the WWE, which makes it legal for them to rig the games. It's entertainment. Very true. But the more demonic shit. Well, hold on. No, no. This oh. guy. Well, we're going to stick with the rigging here for a second. Okay. Because okay. more people. A lot of people are commenting coming, coming around here. Yeah. No one can convince me that this game was not rigged. I am telling you right now, from the second these two started dating, this is the exact picture the NFL wanted. And I made a video predicting this back in January. I said, if the Kansas City Chiefs make it to the AFC Championship, they are going to win the Super Bowl. Exactly what I said would happen, happened. The NFL tonight just set a record for the most watched Super Bowl of all time. 
Ever since COVID happened, the NFL has been dying. And they were willing to do absolutely anything to get their ratings back. Even if that means rigging a game. You may be asking me, yo, Griff, how was it rigged? This guy right here. This guy throughout the entire season didn't miss one kick. Not a single one. If he got that extra point, then the Kansas City Chiefs go down the field. They don't get a field goal. They don't score. They lose. In the biggest kick of this guy's life, he misses. I'm just more pissed off than anything that they can't just let things play out anymore. Every one of these professional sporting events needs to have some sort of external factor influencing the outcome of the game. I honestly might not even watch the NFL next year. I don't know. That's a hard one for me. It's 205 days till the regular season starts again. So. I know. I, you said that. You said last year that you were done with it. And then I know. I, I, am all, I always cheat myself. I'm, it's the only one. I'm, you can take everything else from me. You could even take politics. I'd be fine with it. I'd be totally fine with it. Uh, but don't fuck with football. Just leave, leave football alone. Just don't fuck with it, man. It's a game. It's, it gives me four hours on a Sunday afternoon where I don't think about anything else. And I get to watch some people just commit acts of random violence. How about- I mean, why don't I just watch a street cam in L.A.? I get it. I get it. There's, how, there's how, options there. How about just acts of Satan shit? Ugh, I hate that. Down. Turn it down really quick. In case you're wondering what's going on here other than this little fucking orange toe-headed fucking weirdo in the background there that's ice spice she apparently got according to my kids she apparently got big under taylor swift whatever she sold her soul out whatever there she's displaying an upside down cross and she's giving flashing some like satanic gang symbols of some sort I have no idea what all that is. And um, she's pulling up the chain. Is it to display it, though? Because she knows that the everybody's watching the right now. The camera's on her. Yep. So, um, and right behind that's Mama Kelsey, which really m- drives me nuts. Because from what I've heard, she's a diehard Christian, which drives me crazy. But anyway. And then here's the halftime show. Yes. Well, that's part of it, but part of it, obviously the, it was longer than 27 seconds. But the funny part was when, um, who was that guy? Um, Ludacris came out and they were skating and shit, doing all that skating shit. That was really funny because the only thing I could think of was dodgeball. I was waiting for average Joe's to show up out there and uh, them start throwing rubber balls at each other. I swear to God, because they look like the Globonauts, uh, from fucking average Joe's from, uh, what is it? Dodgeball. I thought that shit was hysterical, but anyway. All right, here's this. This guy's commenting on uh, old ice. Yeah, ice spice. The spice of ice. Where did she come up with this name? Retarded. Mm-hmm. 
All right, guys, so I'm not one to follow conspiracy theories or anything like that, but this is a little too obvious, and it's kind of insane. So as you can see, Ice Spice is at the Super Bowl, and they keep putting her up on camera, and I can't help but notice that she has this weird necklace on, right? Now, I don't know if I'm tripping or not, but is that an upside-down cross, bro? It, it breaks my heart because I love Ice Spice. Like, I actually enjoy her music. Like, as you guys see here, they're at the game right now. They keep showing her on, and I swear that's an upside-down cross. And what I'm about to show you is actually the scariest one. This is where I was like, hold up, something isn't right. All right, so this is a video of somebody at the Super Bowl while Taylor Swift is taking a drink. Right, so if you see it, you just see Taylor Swift chugging a drink. Everyone's going crazy, right? But if you zoom into Ice Spice, like, look, again, I'm not I'm not a, a crazy conspiracy theory guy. Guys, look what she does with her hands. Bro, she's legit throwing up. That, I'm pretty sure, is a satanic hand gesture. And then she throws up her upside-down cross necklace. This is just sad, bro. This is honestly sad, man. Let me know what you guys think in the comments below. Yeah, somebody, that was a, a much better view of it. Somebody told me that is uh, what they call uh, – who's that? Uh, the, the guy that we knew from New York. Um, he came on our show before. New York Patriot. Uh-huh. He said that that's uh, um, the, the, cro the, the cross, the horns, the whole on screen with a camera on you uh, – that's what they call, I guess, in the secret societies, uh, the proof of uh, proof. It's like proof of life almost. It's like proof I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. Like they have to be flashy about it for them to confirm whatever they got to confirm to get their status or their level that they need to get. She's standing right next to Taylor Swift. She's got the upside. And it, somebody said, well, it's not an upside down cross. Then somebody else, they got into a. A, what is an back ex forth, an yeah. ex back and forth and then the guy went and found the fucking goddamn necklace sure enough it's done by uh priscilla romani she does some i guess i don't know what her artwork is but this thing costs like eight grand and it's an upside down cross and a matter of fact the piece is named the upside down cross well here's uh ice spice performing before the Super Bowl at the Fanatic Super Bowl party. Which is the night before. I think this was, yeah, I think this yeah. was Saturday night. What? Huh? That's that's music today. Yeah, and uh, she's that not wearing any clothes. That qualifies as music today, dude. She's nasty. Put some fucking clothes on. Seriously. Look, there's a reason why you wear them. When you're fat, you can hide shit. You ain't hiding nothing in that, sweetheart. All right, here's some more of Usher's performance. Uh, this is supposedly demonic, too. There's something demonic in here. I, or That's what I heard, at least. I don't know. I figured we'd watch it and find out. Let's see what we got.
All right, hold on. He's trying to portray himself as Lucifer. Who is Lucifer? What does Lucifer mean? He's an archangel. He's a... The angel of light. Yeah. See how he's all in white? He's got the red and white. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. right? And he he had the... uh, With the... The wings it around went from the him, blue to the white, the blue wings, yeah. right? He was, he, yeah, he's got the all the blue. the blue wings around yep. him, and then it turns red like he's in hell, but he is the master of it. Yeah, that's why he's got the white light on him. Yep, he's he's literally portraying himself as Lucifer here. Yep, Mama, we made it. Yeah, dang, told you. Yeah, doesn't take long to find this crap. You just got to look at it. You know, like, we're just going to pop in here real quick because it completely relates to what we were just talking about. Hey, you know what, though? At least this one, we know it was it was actually saying Usher actually sings his shows. He doesn't have somebody do. If you didn't notice during the halftime show at all, you can hear Usher breathing in his microphone. I was like, damn, dude, you might want to pull that mic away from your mouth because he was sitting there at one point. And I, I swear until they let him off stage to go change. And then I think that's when Ludacris came on. He was sitting there going, <laughs> you could hear him. I was like, holy shit, dude, take the mic out of your mouth. Pep said he's dressed like an angel and Alicia Keys is the devil. She corrupts him and then he. Yes, yes. Things let it burn in the fires yep. around him. Yep. Yep. That's yep. exactly what it was. Yep. Everybody said, I, I, there wasn't one person I read that said that there was 
there was no way that that was not demonic. Mm -hmm. Everybody said that. Even liberals were saying it was demonic. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Who can hear this interview to know. As much as I'm supposed to be promoting this movie and talking about my album, I just feel like we're in competition right now because they are trying to normalize the devil. They are trying to populate. The devil is, is on the main stage at award shows and in every video and yeah, signs and symbols. And I said, you know what? We need to stop treating our relationship with Jesus like the little buddy that you talk to before you go to bed at night and not be more vocal about all the things that God means to us and all of the things that God has brought us through. Because there's been a lot of moments that you didn't post about. Mm -hmm. But yet, you know, how did God decide to get yeah. me through this? Yeah, man. And yeah, they going above and beyond to promote the devil. And it's pissing me off mm -hmm. because they, they, they used to devil worship who can hear this interview. I'm glad that somebody's starting to get pissed off about it. I always liked Tyrese Gibson. Mm -hmm. I thought he was a good actor. <clears throat> like I said, Mr. Irrelevant needs to speak up more. Why? You got people like this doing it for him. Mm. Come on. No, no, no. You can't. Yeah, but you can't just have one voice. Yeah, but he, he's fake as fuck, too. Exactly. But he's already sold out, but I just think it's interesting. I think it's interesting when you hear stuff like this. I just got to give God the glory, man. He, he challenged us to make us better. And I'm proud of my guys, man. This is awesome. It's legendary. I hope he really believes that. Because <laughs> he hasn't, but because he hasn't performed 15 years, there's a possibility to that. Yeah, it really is. I, I don't know. I just know that he sang it. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't accuse him of lip syncing. Let's just put it that way. Do y'all see uh, Kelsey like knock his coach over, basically? Yeah, Andy Reid. Right, which this is just this is like in the first quarter when they were losing horribly. It was like zero to three. And I was like, why is everybody losing their minds? It's only three fucking points, people. Yeah. It's a first fucking quarter. Yeah. Captain that. This is when he was worried that he wasn't gonna get laid because Dude. Taylor wouldn't give it up after losing the Super Bowl. Because he wouldn't, she wouldn't be able to say, "You just won the Super Bowl. Where are we going? Disney World. Where do all the good Satanists go after you win the Super Bowl?" Booster rage, anyone? Booster rage, roid rage. I mean, they get tested for roids, don't they? Supposedly. Mm, that's true. Supposedly. Well, hey. My son was so happy when he heard that. I had to play this for him. Oh I did, I just sit him down and say, here you go, kiddo. He despises <laughs> Taylor Swift and the Swifties. He actually, you know what? He's kind of ambivalent about Taylor Swift, like, because whatever. He fucking hates the Swifties. Like, he sees them for what they are. He sees it as a cult. He sees that. They hold her up as an idol. He hates the Swifties. Oh, man. Y'all better pray that he's not the one to judge you because you're going to be fucked. He hates the Swifties. This is funny. All right, everybody. Happy Monday and good afternoon to everyone. Hope everyone got some rest after last night's Super Bowl. Uh, the president was able to catch some of the game. And on his behalf, I want to extend a big congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs 
on their third Super Bowl win in just five seasons. And also congratulations to all the Swifties out there. The president looks forward. <laughs> Why are you congratulating the Swifties? Because uh, she's deaf. Because she's, they saved the NFL. She's as daft as fucking he is. She's fucking retarded. She's completely fucking retarded. Um, however, there I, was some, there were, there weren't many good commercials. I did not think, uh, this Super Bowl. there were a couple that were kind of funny, but there were, there wasn't going to be, there wasn't any good commercials like back in the day, you know, back in the day, they used to release all their edgy and real funny fucking commercials this year. Nah, not so much. Just, um, Donald Trump. fucking commercial well done to the trump team that was well done very poetically pointed uh nikki go don't go way mad just go because it's an election year so of course you had to have political commercials during the fucking super bowl you know you know trump paid out the asshole for those commercials too because uh, they're not just giving them to him for free yeah definitely not and there's this one hold on that was a good one, though. That was a mm -hmm. chicken. Prove the fact that Donald Trump says I want to cut Social Security or raise the age. I've never said that. There's the red challenge hat. Trump's challenging Haley's statement. Haley's claims she didn't call for raising the age of Social Security is under review. Tony, here's exactly what the official is looking at. Social Security, Medicare, how would you manage the entitlements? We say the rules have changed. What we do know is 65 is way too low, and we need to increase that. 65 is way too low, and we need to increase that. Let's take a look at another angle. We change retirement age to reflect life expectancy. I think the call is pretty clear, but let's go down to the field and see what official Gene Tooney has to say. After review, Nikki Haley clearly said she plans to change the rules and raise the age of Social Security. This results in cutting benefits for 82% of America. Bob, that was a rookie mistake by Haley. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. Another outstanding, outstanding commercial. Well done. Well done. That mm. fucking, that'll sink her right here in the, in the state. Of, oh, shit, you fucked. Then you had RFK. Oh, and this one took some heat. Which he, in turn, had to apologize for. Yeah, because he stole this from his brother. His father, his uncle. Or his uncle. Because this is uh, 60, this was uh, John's run. Do 
you want a man for president who's seasoned through and through. A man who's old enough to know. And young enough to do. Well, it's up to you. It's up to you. It's strictly up to you. American Party 2024 is responsible for the content of this advertisement. Yeah, not a not a good commercial at all. No, I no. did not think that was a good look. I didn't think he needed to apologize for it. I don't really fucking care. It didn't break my heart that he what stole his uncle, dead uncle's fucking campaign ad. Who cares? That's nostalgic. That's what people want to see. I, I don't think it fits for today, but I, go ahead. Give it a shot, I guess. I mean, who knows anymore? Fuck these kids that today they think that wet pussy song is somehow music. So he said, I'm so sorry if the Super Bowl <clears throat> Super Bowl advertisement caused anyone in my family pain. The ad was created and aired by the Americans Value Super PAC without any involvement or approval from my campaign. FEC rules prohibit super PACs from consulting with me or my staff. I love you all. God bless you. Five times August said, do not ruin a good thing by apologizing. It was a decent and charming little ad that cost $7 million. Jesus. Holy shit. Oh, uh, yeah. He did have another one, though, that was, um, you know what? I'm, I, it's in a different folder. We'll get to it in a little bit. It might be up here. Yeah. Maybe not. All right. Well, we'll we'll stick with this. So then, not guys, to be outdone. Did you guys see this? So, um, of course, we know it wasn't Joe because he was in bed at ten fifty at night. But uh, someone on Joe's staff tweeting from the Joe Biden's officially verified account. So hold on. Before this tweet dropped, okay, mm -hmm. there was a helicopter accident in California. Seven people died. Uh, pilot and his family and some billionaire uh, banker dude and the China or the Nigerian uh, something or other of their basically their Wall Street guy, their big Wall Street guy for Nigeria was on this helicopter that crashed. And it's really weird because this Nigerian dude, yeah, the banker, uh, no, the banker wasn't from Nigeria. It was the Nigerian, like he was like their Wall Street dude, like their super Wall Street guy. And then there was a banker there that was with him that paid for the whole thing. And they were going to the Super Bowl and the fucking helicopter crashed. Everybody died. And then just after they announced that the helicopter crashed, this popped up on X. And it says, just like we drew it up. And the alt reference, the image description is Dark Brandon. Hmm. Uh-huh. Hmm. Oh, okay. The fuck is that supposed to mean? Definite, definite saying everything everybody else believes. If this is the same Nigerian prince that I sent $5,000 to, I'm still waiting on my $500 million. That motherfucker's dead now. Now I'm pissed. <laughs> Dark Brandon's pissed. The fuck? Shit. The fuck? Seriously. Uh, that was funny. Oh, God. All right. Anyway, my bad. Um, that was a good one, Death. Well, hey, 
you know what, Bill, Bill Mayer, since, since we're in the Super Bowl, and apparently Taylor Swift is, you know, now a part of the Super Bowl. Uh, no, she's not. She wasn't even a part of it. She was. They it, gave her more screen time than they did uh, they the fucking did. players it, it, on the well, field. That's true. They did. Seriously. It was, the, it was the Swifty Bowl. Every five minutes they were painting the, the fucking camera back to her. I swear to God. Yeah. It was annoying. But uh, Bill, Bill Mayer had a, a keen observation about Taylor Swift. I mean, this is a country girl, right? Her first, I mean, she started out as a country artist. There's a white girl from Pennsylvania, I think, grew up on a farm, right? Mm -hmm. Never had a black boyfriend. Had, I'm just saying. There's, had, there's time. Had, there's time. There's but time, I, I mean, you know? I just, she's had a lot of boyfriends yeah. that we all know about. <laughs> uh, you know, if it's maggots full of racists, they gotta like that. You know, I mean, she's finally dated an NFL. It's eighty percent black. She couldn't find one there. I mean, anyway, parties. I mean, I, I got a feeling old Mr. Merrick's gonna get canceled. Oh, he doesn't what, give a fuck what, anymore. You, you mean to tell me there was like eighty-five percent of the NFL is black? What she couldn't find one there? Oh, that's a little racist there, Mr. Mayor. Just saying, dude. Whoa, you sounded a little bit like Joe Biden right there. Mm -hmm. You ain't black unless you're voting for me. Well, hey, this, this that's is, a bold move. This is um this this sums it up right here. On after looking over your resume, I think you'd be a perfect fit as our lead engineer. Thank you, sir. I won't let you down. Uh, my name is Luis. I'm here for the job interview. Oh, Mexican. You know what, John? We're actually going to go in a different direction. Luis, you're hired as our new lead engineer. Brennan, you haven't even looked at his resume. It's 2024. Corporate wants us to prioritize diversity in the workplace. Resumes don't matter anymore. That's bullshit. Don't be racist, John. Not not. My name is Darnell Watkins. I'm here for the job interview. Oh, my God. African-American, huh? Luis, we're actually actually gonna go in another direction. Darnell, you're hired as our new lead engineer. Hell yeah. This is my Stop being racist, Louise. Knock, knock, bitches. My name's Bobby Blowick. I'm here for the job interview. Oh my god, a transgender. Darnell, we're actually gonna go in another direction. Bobby Blowick, you're hired as our new lead engineer. Bullshit. You sound really transphobic, Darnell. Knock, knock. My name is Debbie Smalls. I'm here for the job interview. Oh, it's a dwarf and a woman combined into one. Bobby, we're actually gonna go in another direction. Debbie Smalls, you're hired as our new lead engineer. <laughs> Well, that sums up like 2023. That's like all of 2023 and right there. And 2024 all at once. Jeez. Man. So not to be outdone because the NFL never is, but everybody wanted to know how this XFL thing was going to turn out. This new XFAFL, whatever, this new football league shit's going to turn out. Well, I got a feeling that they're going to have a, a, a bit of a bumpy start considering the guy that owns it walks out on stage and gets the shit boot out of him. Oops.
So, uh, yeah, one of the, when you heard them chanting, uh, they weren't chanting Rocky. They were chanting Maui. Maui. They were chanting Maui over and over and over again. Why? Because, oh, did you not know that The Rock has an estate on Maui? Were I mean, you not aware of that? It was a multi-million dollar estate, by the way. Oh, and get this. Two weeks prior to the fire, guess what The Rock was having done to his palatial estate in Maui? Let me guess. He had it painted blue. The roof was being painted blue. That's weird. Well, hey, let's uh, let's find out a little bit about what's going on in Maui because that's been pushed out of the mainstream media as quickly as they possibly could yep which we knew was going to happen i mean they don't even talk about it on fox news anymore nothing maui county's emergency operations center sign-in sheet is a public record that for close to five months county officials appeared reluctant to hand over it wasn't until h&n investigates got its attorneys involved that the log was finally released as thousands of people attempted to escape what's become the deadliest firestorm in modern U.S. history, a few dozen leaders from county, state, and nonprofit agencies gathered together inside Maui County's Emergency Operations Center, trying to figure out the best way to respond to the unprecedented disaster. And their job is to focus governmental and non-governmental resources and decision-making. You know, so everybody's standing in the same room, looking at each other, making collaborative decisions. Toby Claremont has more than 40 years experience in emergency management. Prior to his retirement in 2018, he was third in command at Hawaii's emergency management agency. He says typically anyone who steps inside an emergency operations center while it's activated is asked to put their name on the EOC's sign-in sheet. So you know who was there, what their role was when they were there, and when they left. This is a copy of that August 8th log. Of the 38 people who signed in that day, the county redacted more than half the names, 20 total, something Claremont says he's never seen in his decades-long career. And I don't think when you're dealing with the public, lost lives and the, and the um, severity of this particular incident, that you should do that. People have a right to know who was there when those decisions were made. I, I don't think it's optional for people to decide whether or not their information is on that log sheet. We asked Maui County officials why the names were redacted. A spokesperson responded because they were non-county employees, adding we can provide the names should you want them. We told them we did. That was January 9th. Today, the county still hasn't provided that information. The seven-page log also appears incomplete. Of the 38 people who signed in, 24 never signed out, including key leaders like Mayor Richard Bisson, as well as representatives from Hawaiian Electric, Maui Fire, and police departments. If you're stepping out to the restroom, that's one thing. But if you leave and don't come back, uh, that's significant. The missing information means it's still unclear who was in the room at the time some of the most critical decisions were made. Who was there present when the decision to evacuate was made? Was there who was present when the decision to or not to activate sirens or other warning systems? 
um, who is making decisions about what resources should be applied to the situation and when. Another startling revelation. The decision maker or the person running the EOC is typically the emergency manager for the county. However, the head of Maui County's emergency management agency had left the island a day prior to the fire amid a red flag warning to attend a FEMA conference on Oahu. Who would be the person on this list making the decisions then? It would whoever is designated as a duty officer for that day. And we don't have a duty officer listed. Information that could provide more insight into a statement made by Mayor Bisson exactly three weeks after the disaster. I'm not sure who was in charge. I think Herman Andaya was still in charge. He just wasn't present. He was in contact with his team, um, I guess by phone. I don't know exactly how. We asked Maui County officials if there was a duty officer or someone from the Maui Emergency Management Agency in the EOC August 8th. A week later, we're still waiting for a response. We've also posted the entire sign-in sheet on our website, hawaiinewsnow.com. Just click on the story. Allison Blair, Hawaii News Now. I hate how she gets a fucking accent when she says, Hawaii, 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 Hawaii. It's like uh, back in the day, you know, when reporters would be talking about like Beijing, be sitting there like, and there was uh, more fighting today erupted in the city of Beijing, China. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <sighs> well, hey. <coughs> while we're here at the Super Bowl, while we're leaving the Super Bowl, Joe had another commercial. Because he couldn't do a speech, couldn't talk, couldn't do an interview. No. But he wanted to say something to the American people to let them know that, look, I'm still on top of my game and I'm sharp as the sharpest butter knife you have in your drawer right now. We'll get to that in a second. Here you go. The Super Bowl Sunday. If you're anything like me, you like to be surrounded by a snack or two while watching the big game. You know, when buying snacks for the game, you might have noticed one thing. Sports drinks bottles are smaller. A bag of chips has fewer chips, but they're still charging it just as much. And as an ice cream lover, what makes me the most angry is that ice cream cartons have actually shrunk in size, but not in price. I've had enough of what they call shrinkflation. It's a ripoff. Some companies are trying to pull a fast one by shrinking the products little by little and hoping you won't notice. Give me a break. The American public is tired of being played for suckers. I'm calling on companies to put a stop to this. Let's make sure businesses do the right thing now. Joe, I'm the Super Bowl Sunday. I'm going to call on you, Joe. Um, <sighs> tell me something. Is that new for you? Is, is shrinkflation a new thing for you, Joe? I'm just wondering because us out here in the real world, we deal with that shit on a daily basis, bro. You go up to the fucking grocery store, you know, when times are good, there's always those double bundle packs of deodorant and shit like that that you can get at the fucking grocery store. When times are like what you've done with our country and run it right into the fucking ground and inflation is through the fucking roof and you can't buy milk for less than six bucks, eh, kind of got an issue because guess what you don't find those double stack packs of deodorant? They sell them one stick at a time. Why? Because they don't, they can't afford to give you a sale because you're fucking sticking it to them and they never take a loss. They stick it to us. 
we're the ones that take the loss. Every time you tell us, oh, we're going to do this, you fuck us, dumbass. Shut up. Sit in the fucking house and keep your mouth shut for the next fucking 10 months. Please. Just shut the fuck up. We don't need to hear you. You done already fucked the country up enough. Please stop. Do me a favor. Just stop. Don't do anything. That's safer for us. Because the second you go after these companies, we're all going to get fucked. Please just stop. Don't do anything. You've already fucked it up enough. Sit there and color in the corner. Have your wife feed you some paste. I mean, ice cream, really. That's that's what is what he's probably doing. Dude, you at. haven't been to a grocery store in 40 fucking years. You have people do that for you. Mm-hmm. Don't give me this shit that you were at the grocery store last week picking up two tons of fucking ice cream. And you're like, well, damn, Jill. Look, the size got smaller, but the price is still the same. The two of you haven't been in a grocery store since the last time her cunt was wet. That's the last time y'all were in a grocery store together. You mean when she was hanging out with Kamala's husband? <laughs> Since she likes to make out with him on the floor of Congress. But hey, Biden's sharp as attack. <laughs> then made gratuitous, unnecessary, and inaccurate personal remarks, and those are improper. The most difficult part about a meeting with President Biden is preparing for it because he is sharp, intensely probing and detail oriented and focused. Then I mean, if detail oriented is what the woman's hair smells like in the corridor of 4E in the West Wing, then yes, okay, maybe. I I could see that. That would be detail oriented. But outside of that, if he's as sharp as a tack, what type of tack are we talking about here? I mean, I'm serious because there are some really dull tacks out there. Yeah, like this one. Each news Ipsos poll shows that 86% of Americans think Biden is too old to serve another term. That is a higher percentage than what we found in a previous poll in September. So clearly polling shows this is a persistent issue. What is the White House strategy to try and change that perception? So look, we're going to continue to lead on leadership, right? We're going to continue to focus on what this president has been able to get done, uh, what the president has been able to get done uh, on behalf of the of the American people. Uh, and look, I'll quote a little bit of uh, what the first lady said, uh, I think incredibly well, just a couple days ago. Uh, President Biden does more in one hour than most people do in a day. His age with experience and expertise is an incredible asset and he proves it every day. And- okay, all of the reporters out there, you're a bunch of pussies if you don't do this. If she says that one more time and you do not interrupt that cunt, and say, can you tell me what those things are that he's done for the country? 
And I'm dead serious with all seriousness. Ask her, what, what are these great things that he's done for the country? Because you all keep talking about it, yet not a fucking soul in here ever can tell me what he's done that's so great, so effing great for this fucking country that we're living the way we're living right now, and it sucks. But what he was, what, what did he do? Well, somebody give me an answer. Because he does more in an hour than most people do in a day. What? That's how he's able to go on vacation every weekend. What? Look, he. What, he what, has, what does he do? He, what, what did he do? Tell Look, me what he did in an hour. I want to hear it. She's going to tell you right here. Don't have any um, anything yet for tomorrow, Wednesday, um, or, or Thursday. Uh, obviously, when when things move or we have something to share, we'll certainly put that uh, put it, put that out there on the daily guidance. Uh, and uh, obviously, there's some movement happening in Congress as well that we're keeping a close eye on. And so, once we have more to share, we'll have more to share on that. I Joe has nothing on his schedule for the next four days. Uh, uh, what, what has he done in an hour? Uh, um, he took a nap. But he he proves every single day how he operates on behalf of the American people. Just listen to his mouthpiece. Um, any updates on when the president's physical might be taking place? So he will have a physical uh, when we uh, when we have uh, information on that. So obviously, we will uh, certainly share that with all of you. It will be transparent. There will be a uh, a, a comprehensive uh, report, as we have done the last two years. Just don't have a just don't have a timeline for you. Do you plan on the press getting a heads up before the physical happens, or will we find out once it has taken place? We're going to do it the way that we've done it the last two years. It's not going to be anything different. So the way that we've approached this the last two years will be the same way that we do this uh, and, this year, this third does, year. Does the White House think that the, the idea of the president taking a cognition test, a cognitive test, as a part of this uh, physical is a legitimate idea, particularly just on the heels of the special counsel report, more polling, as my colleague Selena just mentioned, showing that many American people have concerns about that. Look, I got this question last week as well, and I'm just going to say what the what uh, Dr. O'Connor is kind of a uh, what he said to me about a year ago uh, when the report came out last year, uh, obviously on his physical, uh, which is the president proves every day how he operates, how he thinks, right? But by dealing with world leaders, by making really difficult decisions on behalf of the, the American people, whether it's domestic, whether it's national security. And so he shows it every day on how he thinks, how he operates. Uh, and so that is how, uh, that is how the, Dr. O'Connor sees it. And that's how I'm gonna leave it. What do you think about the idea of taking that kind of a test? I mean, look, uh, and I talked about this last week too, on, on I believe whenever, on Friday, uh, I have known this president since 2009. Uh, I, he is not just uh, my, my boss, but, you know, he's also some, a mentor to me. And I spent sometimes countless hours with him, whether it's in the Oval Office, uh, whether it's on the road. And I believe for me, you're asking me my personal opinion, uh, he is sharp. Uh, he is on top of things. He, when we have uh, meetings with him, with his staff, he's constantly pushing us, getting, trying to get more information. And so that has been my experience with this president. Uh, anything else outside of that, uh, I just shared with you what Dr. O'Connor said to me. Uh, and so I'll just leave it there. 
Okay. What Dr. Um, O'Connor said to you a year ago. Tell me, anybody that's dealt with anybody with this dementia or Alzheimer's, how much can someone deteriorate in a year? Shit, six months. Uh, Just do six, six months. Weeks. Four months. Four months, really. Four months is normal deterioration time. But hey, really quick. Um, okay. Again, she said making really important decisions on behalf of America and the American people. Domestically and internationally. Yes. So which ones? That's when you stop her and you say, which ones? What ones are you specifically referring to? Exactly what decisions? <laughs> because if you take a look, if you take a look at what we've done internationally, we haven't done shit. <clears throat> oh, what? We sent aid to Ukraine? No, 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 no. Joe made the aid go to Ukraine first. Then... Congress got behind him and started sending you aid to Ukraine. It wasn't Joe. Joe didn't do it by himself. Well, we'll get to there in a minute, but right now. No, I'm no, no, because they keep talking about this and nobody lets it, everybody just lets it go like water under the bridge. Ask them, ask him, what have you done? What are you referring to? What policies are so grand? Because the only policies I know you've done is when you wrote your executive order shutting down all of Trump's policies. We just fucked this whole country up. Yep. That's what I know you've done. What all this other bullshit that people are talking about, it's smoke and mirrors because you haven't done dick since you've been in office. You haven't done one. Oh, well, he signed the Chips Act. What did that do? Nothing for us. It did everything for China. Yep. Oh, but he signed, but no, Mick, Mick, he made, he made uh, prescription prices low. Trump did that. He didn't. Trump was the one who started it and bartered the deal. All Joe Biden did was sign his name to it. What else? Give me another one, please. Somebody. What other big, oh, well, he signed the Immigration Border Naturalization Act. He sure did. And it helped every Mexican coming across the border. And it fucked every single one of you. And Chinese and African and What has he done in three years? Three years, there's not a thing that he can say, I started it. I did it on my watch. It started and ended on my watch. Not one thing. Other than letting three other other wars start. Minus that. Sure he can. He did exactly what he said he was going to do during his campaign. Absolutely nothing. No, that's not true. Exactly what he said he was going to oh, do during his all campaign. Trump's policies. Correct. Yep. He, they, gonna, he did that day he one. He was going to open the border. He was going to get everyone to search the border. He was going to shut down our energy production here at home. Yep. He's going to try and switch us all over to renewable energy. He's done everything he campaigned on. It's true. It's just that when he was campaigning, everyone was like, oh, that's just senile old Joe. He doesn't really mean it. And now that he's in office, everyone's like, wait, what the fuck? You did that? He told you he was going to do it. Why are you surprised? Because no politician before Trump has ever done anything that they said they were going to do. I I mean, I guess that's why I'd be surprised, too. But I'm not like his lawyer right here. Listen, because just this past week alone, the president in public remarks mixed up the leaders of France, Germany, and he referred to Egypt as Mexico. Does the president have any memory problems? He does not. I was in the interview room. Because just this past week. He, he, what? He does not have any, he does not have any memory problems. Okay. Nope. Okay. None. 
Yeah, I saw that. You know what? He made such a, you know what? You're right. I, what was I thinking? My bad. I'm sorry, folks. I, let me, I, I'm so wrong. You're right. Because he proved that to us the other night when he gave us that fucking speech. Man, God bless him. You know, CC being the fucking, you know, it's a good thing that Mexico borders fucking Israel. So good. Because that's, man, I, I would have done, that's what I would have done. I would have got the president of Mexico on the horn immediately so I could open aid to Palestine, to, to Gaza, to the fucking strip, to Israel, to get all that aid in there. I would have done that. That's what I would have done. That's That tells me that he is mentally sharp. His acuity is focused. Man, he is razor sharp. You better watch yourself around this motherfucker. He'll cut your ass. You better bring some Band-Aids. That's all I'm saying. That's how sharp this guy is. Yeah, here's here's a new map of the world that he that Donald Trump drew on his behalf with Israel, the Gaza Strip, and Mexico right here. I guess. <sighs> oh, Trump is the ultimate troll. <laughs> I mean, I didn't Seriously. know. I didn't know that as president of the United <sighs> States that you could redefine and redraw international boundaries for other countries. That's a ballsy proposition. That's a bold move. I mean, if he's really doing that, God bless him. Holy shit. You're going to piss some people off, though. Wow. You know. It's all good. This just makes you wonder about people. Some people, man. Yeah, a lot of people. Well, hey, this is, did you hear that uh, apparently Biden called Netanyahu an asshole? Huh? I want to say ABC or um, the New York Post. Someone put out a story today that Biden called Netanyahu an asshole. Really? Yeah, he is. When was big this? Big mad. Today, story came out today. He was big, big mad because, you know, um, basically, Biden wants a ceasefire, and Netanyahu said, fuck you. No. Good. No. He said no. But when asked about it, this is interesting, funny. His response? Sort of. Biden's response to I mean, sort of. Interesting. Hmm. Mr. President, is Netanyahu taking your advice? Everybody, Everybody does. does. Yeah. Okay. All right, Joey. If you say so. Joey Bag of Donuts, see. No one takes your advice. Nobody listens to you. They Joe. laugh at you. Listen, Sunday when I said, I, I, was I wasn't joking. When I said Sunday, we showed, you that, we showed you that one clip where that dude who was coming from the Biden campaign had no idea he was walking into an adversarial interview. And he got blasted. The narrative has shifted. Everybody's going after Joe. CNN's going after Joe. MSNBC's going after Joe. Shit. Fucking all of the Sunday morning prime talk shows were all going after Joe yesterday. Nobody. It was unrelenting. 
Uh, MSNBC was being made fun of on NBC, which was ridiculous because Chuck Todd said something about, or somebody, Rachel Maddow said, well, Joe can ride a bike. And then they played a Chuck Todd played the video of Joe Biden riding the bike back in the summer when he fell off the motherfucker. All right, we'll get to that uh, next. But right now, we need to drop the red pill because it's about that time. Oh, it is. So red pill. It is. Uh, we will see you later. You guys uh, have a good night. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night, 5.45 for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the regular show. You can check her out at 08 tomorrow morning for the good book and the lovely Liana at 9.05 on both our channels and her channels. Till then, you guys have a great night for the Mick. And Lynn. Later. Bye, Red Pill Project. We'll talk to you guys later. For the rest of you fuckers. You want to get high? You know what Absolutely. time it is. Absolutely. What a J-man. You know it. Spock it up, light it. If you got it, you can do it. Yep. Even if you can't. Do it anyway. Be a rebel. Everybody else says yes. It's time for somebody else to say no. I try to make this the only reason I leave the house right now. Hopefully my seeds will sprout soon and I won't have to leave the house for this either. It really would be. Leave the house at all? That'd be awesome. There's a. There's a another one. You have so many. I have two screens full of fucking clips. It's ridiculous. That's a good one. Trust me. You'll, that's that's a good conspiracy theory. You'll like that. All right, I can do it this way. Nice, Lucid. First tribute you can smoke. <coughs> Enjoy it, sir. Griff, uh, word on the block is that uh, when Biden said corn pop is a bad dude, he was referring to Bush Sr. So wait a minute, say it again so people can hear you now. Uh, Conspiracy theory around the block is that uh, when Biden spoke about Corn Pop being a bad dude, he was talking about Bush Sr. Because they all called him Pop. Mm. Wouldn't surprise me. But he's an evil old fuck too, though, so I don't, I don't trust anything he says. I mean... He sold his soul out like fucking a thousand years ago. Easy. He's been around since. Fuck. He's been around since the revolution, according to him. Something like that. I mean, that's what he said. Didn't he? Mm-hmm. he claimed he's been in Congress for like 120 years or something like shit like that. Yeah. Or maybe the Civil War. Did you hear that uh, Javier Malou went to Israel and he's now campaigning for Israel, yada, 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 throwing his support behind them. And then here's another conspiracy theory. Apparently, Javier Malou's real name is Malou Skevsky, Malou Skevsky, right? 
which is actually Netanyahu's real name as well. Okay, but who's Javier? Why does Javier Malou matter at all? The new Argentinian president that's oh. supposed to be the, the Donald Trump of fucking South America? Really? Yeah. Apparently, he and Bibi are like first cousins. No shit. Yeah. There's some blood there, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Isn't it though? Interesting. It really is. It really is. Um, all right, here, here's uh, here's Joe you go Biden. Go back to that other one. Get rid of uh, the one. Oh, hold on. No, we're here. No, Cause... no. Get rid of that other one. I mean, um, that other one we already talked about. Okay. We did that yesterday. Which one? The 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 other wherever you were, you were on another one where he's sitting there with the chancellor. Get rid of that one because that one. Oh, know, it's a different clip from that. No, this no, is a different they, one. We've already yeah, but it, it, it we're past it. You can. Well, actually. there's a whole nother segment on that, but okay. We'll see. We'll see where we get. So here we go. Uh, MSNBC talking about Biden. Not, along with the standardness of I don't recall is the standardness of prosecutors and or litigators being annoyed by it. And part of the peak that you read in it is that peak, right? I mean, he's frustrated and angry that he didn't get get more yeah. but the other thing i just you mentioned this we should just be clear here right like age is the central narrative question here that this all revolves around in terms of its political repercussions the way the news happened today the questions being asked him multiple by multiple figures there and in the end what makes it such a useful political tool for people that want donald trump to be elected or want him not to be reelected is that the fact of his age is not something you can rebut he can't be, you can't tack to, if someone says you're too far left, you can tack to the center. You, you, there's no, the man is 80 years old. He rides a bike. He, he, like, but he is the age he is. And, and so it's, it's, it's a very useful political attack for that reason. Let's bring an NBC News White House car. Along with the. He rides a bike. He That's rides a bike. That's what she said. And then apparently on, uh, with Chuck Todd, he played this. He's like, yeah, right. He rides a bike like this. And when, because I guess Chuck Todd brought up the whole thing about the 25th Amendment, and I was like, oh, Jesus, here we go. Remember, folks, it's not about here right now. This should be about the devil we know. We know this old fool. He rides a bike. Just remember, and that's, this is what Chuck Todd played. And it was like, holy shit, even the left, like literally there, what you are seeing is, and people are trying to say that this is a hit job. Yep. Yeah, whatever it is, it is a hit job. Yes. That's exactly what it is. But don't tell me that they had this line in the wings. There's a whole reason why Robert is a Republican. Think about this really quick, folks. Was he nominated by Donald Trump? Absolutely. Donald Trump was smart. Would Donald Trump have probably nominated a Democrat? That's probably what I would have done. Why? Because at the end of the day, this is all about optics. So get this. A Republican who couldn't charge Joe Biden because he's he is a Republican. Mm -hmm. He's opened his mouth. He said he's a Republican, right? But his best friend is David Axelrod. Yes, David Axelrod, the same David Axelrod known as Axe 
on CNN. Yes, same David Axelrod, who's best buddies with Obama. Correct. I just said that. Her, who followed him, because Axelrod's posting used to be the, he was the Maryland uh, U.S. attorney. attorney. And then he moved up to the White House, who replaced him. Oh, David Herr. Who who are best buddies? Oh, Axelrod and her. Was this a hit job? Absolutely. Was this something they had planned from the beginning? Nope. It's when they saw the writing on the wall back in June. What was going to happen in January? Everybody saw this. Her was appointed in June. Just saying, this has always been the plan. If Biden does well, her goes good in the report. If Biden goes to shit, we get rid of him. Why do they get rid of him now? They need time, folks. How do you spin up another candidate? It kind of adds to the argument why Michelle Obama is not running. Because think about it, and I got to agree with all the pundits on this one. They're right. You don't start now with a new candidate if your new candidate is Michelle Obama. What does Michelle Obama have that Donald Trump has? Name recognition. Everybody knows who, who Obama is. Most of us hate her. But there's a good section of this country, a good portion of this country, that would vote for Michelle Obama, not because of her politics, but because of the last name. And the color of her skin. Exactly. But... Now, with that, you don't need a whole lot of time to ramp up a candidate like that. That's a simple one. But if you're going to start from scratch, you need as much time and as much airtime as possible. They changed the narrative this past week. Everything's flipped. Everybody that you see holding the Biden signs right now, they're the last to know. Why are they the last to know? They're more than likely the first ones to tell Biden. Which means they're on their way out the door. Uh, so did you hear that Camel Toe come out and said that she's ready to serve when asked about Biden? Man, yeah, getting you, 25th? It, it was, it was really funny. Jill got really pissed. You know, what's even funnier about this is when she said it, it sounded like um, the high table. It's my turn with no John Wick. Oh, yeah. And the high table. Mm -hmm. um, I will serve. I will be of service. Yeah, that's what she sounds is like that, here. Is that this one? I think it's I don't know if it's. I don't know one. if it's, it's. This one's only twelve seconds. So yeah, I think it's maybe not. One. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> you insist uh, on uh, the context. Oh no no no! This is of her. All in which you live and what came before you. This is just her being crazy. I'm this sorry. This is what we have to look forward to. This is to. what we have to look forward to. The devil you know. No, play it again without me interrupting it. But the devil you know, the devil you don't know. Check you think you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> you exist in the context of all in which you live and what came before you. She's a fucking psycho. Who does that? Just, whoa. Anyway. You Do we exist? have that clip? Do you have that clip of her saying I that? Just, I saw a story about it, but I never saw the clip. Because I want to find that. I saw it. I saw it today, but it was on, uh, I want to say it was on. I think I saw it. I, I think I heard it on 
fucking Hannity show. Maybe. Anyway, That's what I the radio show on his radio show. So uh, Bobby Kennedy did put out his own ad. This wasn't in the Super Bowl because I have no idea how much a seven minute ad would cost, but probably close to a billion dollars. Yeah, he uh, he kind of went scorched earth on Biden. So really, yeah. New numbers suggest more asylum seekers and illegal immigrants are now crossing the southern border in Arizona. Port of entry that is now closed in Oakville, Arizona, due to this influx of illegal migrants coming through. Tonight, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas called the immigration system broken. I'm very grateful for this extraordinary turnout, and I'm looking forward to hearing from you. I, and this is my second trip to the border. I was in Yuma a couple of months ago, um, and I learned a lot. I spent three days there meeting with local officials, law enforcement officials, people from the hospital systems, people from the rape centers. It was one of the most important educational efforts that I've made since beginning this campaign. The opening of the border and the influx that's coming in is an existential threat to our country and to our values. And I really want to focus today on what your ideas are for how we can stop this as quickly as possible. Procedurally, the way it happens for the cartel is there's a coordinator in Tucson or Phoenix and then the coordinator on the south side, Naco or Dr. Prieta, and they're coordinating drivers to come down to our county um, to transport the undocumented individuals okay. into Tucson, Phoenix. So a load car typically is going to have a driver, a passenger to run kind of comms, and then between four and 10 uh, migrants. How are these people recruited? Almost all of them are off of Snapchat, Instagram, etc. And they just set their little digital fence um, and, and it, they're post will go to anybody within that fence. So as an example, 17-year-old kid from Brophy High School, which is like one of the top schools in this state, uh, private uh, school, he's recruited off of Snapchat. And he says, look, everyone in my school knows this is how you make money, ever. How, how much do they get paid? It's used to be 700 a body. Now it's up to $1,500 per body that you successfully get to Phoenix. The Low car drivers, low cars that come through town. We have two major thoroughfares. Come through uh, town doing 100, 100, 105, 115 miles an hour. The citizens of Sierra Vista are just um, to the edge right now. We have a high school uh, that's on one of the major uh, thoroughfares through town, as well as uh, many schools. Uh, there's been uh, police car, there's been chases that has ended up probably 100 feet from one of the elementary schools. Um, I represent 22 school districts. Students cannot learn if they're scared. Teachers cannot teach if they're constantly looking over their shoulders. We have um, illegal people coming over, jumping the fences, knocking on the doors, shaking the doors, trying to get in. We also have problems with students who are stepping over bodies. The dead bodies, those are of migrants who yes. uh, died of exposure. Yes, sir. Uh, with this one particular one, um, the body was tossed out of the car. 
elementary school student going to the school bus. We're talking about out in the rural areas, almost in the middle of nowhere, getting on the bus, and now they're witnessing that. How can a student learn seeing something like that and then sharing it with their um, classmates? And again, the doors rattling, people trying to get in, trying to get water. These are our schools. These are some things that is not normal. And this is where I'm talking about we have to be strategic. President Obama was the first president to remodel the wall. Um, he left office and fell into Trump's administration. Then Trump was the first president to extend the barrier, first president to extend it. And, uh, and then Biden came in and shut it all down by claiming the Southwest border a non-emergency. And instead of working with locals, working with the experts of border patrol, working with sheriffs, mayors and governors, that has not happened. And I hand carried to Secretary Mayorkas a 16 point action plan, how to secure the border. Months later, I asked him, I said, the sheriffs were asking, where are we at with that, Mr. Secretary? The quote to me was, did you give me something, Sheriff? So when President Biden took over, he declared the, the southwest border a non, non-emergency, which shut down all the um, developments here on the border. Just to get this straight, this part of the fence was built by the Obama administration. The new model, yeah, this is a model from the Obama administration. And then President Trump uh, purchased all this material, huge piles, a mile of material here, to complete the fence over that hill. And you can see the ditch, you can see the cut. And the day that he took office, uh, President Biden issued an order shutting down construction and all of this material now is... This is a very small percentage of the material still left. The majority of it, 90%, has been shipped out and sold as salvage. Salvage, yep. Top of the hill, come down to the tree to the left. That's where the scouts are coming out of the tree every day. Cartel scout. He directs the traffic. Is there a cartel scout up there right yeah. now? Yeah, he's up there right now. I guarantee oh. it. The policies of the administration, they've done the exact opposite of what they intended. Um, if anybody thinks that because human bodies are coming across that drugs are not, they're sorely mistaken. It, it's it's all a game. But do you think it's just pettiness that they he, yeah. he wanted just to... Anything Trump wanted is bad, and therefore... And then everything that uh, President Biden wants is is bad, too. It's both sides of the aisle that just can't come together with a common goal to go, hey, let's, let's figure this out. It's, no, 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 stop. Just come to the middle of the road. Another thing really to consider is how much of an enormous political football the border has become and how much of an impediment that is. Uh, at this very minute in Washington, D.C., we're just seeing political rancor. And I just think it's very important for independents like yourself to keep up the fight because only the voice of the independents can make any kind of wedge in this issue. I agree with that. Thank you. You, uh, well, I, I don't think that's going to win. I, I, I get his point, but I don't think that's going to win. Yeah. Well, um, I, I just, but he, I, whatever.
it's amazing that uh, I, I know where Sierra Vista is. I lived in Sierra Vista. Um, we used to call it Sorry Vista. Um, you know, there was no wall down there when I was there, and that was under Obama. So I'm not sure what they're talking about. They built a wall under Obama. There was no wall built under Obama. There was a fence constructed, but it was like a normal mesh wire fence, like you would see on a playground. Hmm. There was no wall. First wall that was constructed might have been at the end of his term, could have been. I didn't see it when I was there. I'm just saying. I'm not sure of the wall they're Probably referring to. was at the very end of his term because the plan was always to shut it down and blame it on Trump. Probably. Now this is happening. This is in Massachusetts. Massachusetts, yes. I found this. I was like, what the f- You have got to this be kidding me. This is insane. Colin and Jessica Stokes called the state to sign up to be a host family. It took less than an hour for the displaced migrants to be dropped off at their door. I got to get sheets on the bed. How many people are coming? Right. Where, are they, where are they from? What ages? We, knew, we really knew nothing. The need is so clearly uh, overwhelming. The family of four who didn't want to go on camera had been sleeping at Logan Airport. The parents and two kids journeyed from Chile to Texas, then Massachusetts, and there are so many stories like it. It boggles the mind that there are so many hundreds of those stories. Ellen and Jessica Stokes call. This is boggles the mind. Boggles so the mind. So they signed up to be good little citizens and take in some illegals. And I can't wait to read about them in an hour in the newspaper in about the next 48, I 72 mean, hours when they get a- slaughtered and they get dismembered and their bodies are buried underneath their house. Hopefully because it's a family with kids that that won't happen, but I, I don't know. And then this is going on down in Arizona. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about, Texas. I mean, I, I never... I know around the ports of entry, there are big walls, but there was none like out in the middle, like what he was saying, those walls right there with the big metal girders on the top. I I don't ever remember seeing those under fucking Obama. I'm just saying if it might've been because of Obama, but built under Trump, that might've been the thing. I don't know. I'm just telling you that I don't remember seeing any of that fucking any of those walls down there in the middle of nowhere. I saw a metal gate that was about eight feet tall, and it was like one of those ones that you see in a uh, in a play yard. That's what I remember seeing. Hallsworth said, wait till they lose their house to squatters rights. Yep. No, I'm dead serious. Wait till you find out that these fuckers cut them up, dismember them and fucking bury them. And and some of their friends that they met at sleeping at the airport and said, oh, we're (laughs) living in this nice house. at such and such a dress. And they come and fucking rob the place and kill the people. And no, think about this, folks. Think about this. You get these people that let let, you let these people in your house, right? These people are indebted already to the cartels. Yeah, they're going to take everything that's not nailed down. They owe the cartel money every fucking day. They are going to fucking murder you to pay off because they know if they don't pay the cartel, they're going to kill them. Yep. Just telling you. It's not a good spot to be in. Not at all. (sighs) Oh. What do you want to bet this hotel is run by the cartels? Yeah, we just wanted to come in and take a look if we could. 
we're down here. Uh, Natural Resources Committee had a hearing this week and um, just wanted to stop in and take a look at how this place is operating because we understand that you have um, a lot of migrants coming through here. Unfortunately, we're not allowed to uh, let anybody that's not part of, uh, you know, the employees and staff. Like Who can we speak to as managers? Because uh, the manager is not here. Members of Congress, we, it's federal funding, so we need to know how we're doing oh. on that so we can take this information. Let us see. Um, well, hold on. We got a. We're blocking the way here, guys. Are they just? Is the office just right here? Uh, yeah, but we're not because there is federal money that goes into and we have oversight congressman tiffany Congre uh, we have a congressman tiffany here bro we need a we need a manager i need a manager right here right now please thanks all right hey congressman tom tiffany we were down in Arizona here this week, and this is. Hey, ma'am. So we're we're not trespassing. No, we're here as members of Congress and. Um, there are federal dollars that go into this operation, so we have oversight. And we just want to go in and see what your operation looks like. Um, Ma'am, so I'm also a member of the Judiciary Committee. What we're going to do now is we're going to call for a public hearing down here by the Judiciary Committee to talk about um, what is going on here because it appears there's other operations that are like this and people really need to know where their dollars are being spent. And I don't know, I think we have the power of subpoena also. I think a subpoena is the order. I'm on Natural Resources Committee and the resources that we're needing to expend for our parks, for this, you know, at least we can listen to it for a minute. So we'll be urging the Judiciary Committee, ma'am, you can pass that on to the higher ups that we should have a hearing down here. And, um, I and I think we should probably we should be doing a tour here also. Who are you employed by? Do, do you have a card? Yeah, I got ours on. Who are you employed by? I got one on my side as well. Okay. We'll go, Doug, I'll go talk to the sheriff. So Deputy Garcia, what we're gonna do is um, we ask for access here. Um, this is federally funded. We believe that as members of Congress, me and Representative LaMalfa should be able to access. Um, but we will move on from here and not demand access, but we're probably going to ask to have hearings down here via one of our congressional committees in regards to what is happening here because there is federal dollars that go into the organizations that are um, um, moving these migrants through. Do you know the name of the organization? Because she's not being forthcoming with who actually works there. I, I don't. I, yeah. all, all I know is this is a hotel that houses people. Yeah. Let me. Uh, well, housing let, migrants let, from somewhere else. Yeah. Let, let, let me. You're an employee here? Yeah. Okay. You want to talk to the manager? Yeah. So what? Right. So what we'll do is we'll um, um, we'll go back to our committees of jurisdiction, and then we'll get further information about this and probably have a public hearing. 
but rather than having any sort of confrontation, we'll just move on. So on here in the next couple hours, we're going to be flying out. And we just thought with this being close to the airport, we could stop in and be able to take a look at how they're operating this facility um, because it's been in the news about how they're operating out of this place. And we wanted to get access to be able to see what is happening. And, but we're being denied access. And don't even tell us what the name of the organization is or anything. It seems kind of crazy since we're yeah. the purveyors of American tax dollars in this condition. So, well, Pop, uh, Deputy, yeah, I'm Deputy. Doug, is it, uh, is it your, are you somebody we could contact later on when we start having this setting up for a hearing situation? I, I would contact, I, I guess if you're looking for us to be here while you guys have your, your, uh, your yeah. meeting, I would just contact the, our department in general. That way they can dispatch somebody here because I'm not always working. So you're Pima, Pima County. Pima County. Pima County. Yeah, okay. Our jurisdiction, we cover this area. However, you leave a mix of different deputies that cover this area. Yeah. Do you ever see anything around here that looks uh, not quite right? Suspicious. I can't comment on the things that go around here. I just respond to, I just respond to calls for service. All right. This is it. Uh, so when you see thing. when you see us leave, we're not coming back today. Okay. But hopefully in the future we will via our committees of jurisdiction. And we will contact your department if we need assistance in regards to that. Thank you, sir. Okay. Thank you. Um, okay. Fucking pussies. Yep. We're going to go back and talk about it. We're going to we're going to have a committee and hopefully maybe at some point in the future, after another 10 million illegal immigrants have come in across the border and taken over the hotel and raped the townspeople and stolen and murdered and all that good stuff we're going to come down and hold a hearing but it'll probably have to be in the parking lot because they won't let us in so are you fucking kidding me once again when it comes to our tax dollars rapidly as that approaches because that's the next looming date on the horizon um it, it's funny i found this today the irx the irs tax refund is nearly 30 percent lower in this filing season Hmm. Total tax refund set by the IRS dropped more by more than 76% as of February 2nd. Yes. That's the Internal Revenue Service has sent lower tax refunds to taxpayers so far this filing season, with the agency blaming the situation on delayed start of the season. What? You, you couldn't keep up according to the, cause you guys are so sharp and so on it. I mean, according to the, to statistics released by the IRS on Friday, the federal income tax refund for the 2024 filing season averaged about $1,395 as of February 2nd. This is almost 29% less than the refunds for the 2023 filing season. The IRS claims the decreases because of last year's filing season kicked off in January 23. Well, this time around, it started seven days later on January 29th. Considering the loss of seven days in this comparison, filing st season statistics show a strong start to the filing season in 24 and running well. The agency said refunds via direct deposits have declined by a quarter from 2056 to $1,543, mm. the total of which the IRS has dispatched $3.64 billion in refunds this season, over 76% less than the 15.9 0.69 billion refunded last year meaning they're not giving out as much money they're not giving as much money back because people aren't filing 
We're well, still, no, we're still under the Trump tax laws. It's not. No, they actually. Ex- no, they don't expire until next year. Next year. Yeah. Yeah. We're still true. under the Trump tax laws. People aren't filing. People aren't filing. They're giving less money back because people aren't filing. Period. Well, then we're winning. Yeah. You want to know why people aren't filing here? We'll let Rand Paul put on Tell some you. of his theatrics. Open the champagne. Pop the cork. The Senate Democrat leader and the Republican leader are on the way to Kiev. They've got $60 billion they're bringing. I don't know if it'll be cash and pallets, but they're taking your money to Kiev. Now, they didn't have much time, really no time and no money to do anything about our border. We're being invaded. A literal invasion's coming across our border. 800,000 people came illegally in the last month. And all they had time to do in the Senate was get the money, get the cash pallets, load the planes, get the champagne ready, and fly to Kiev. Open the. Sh- Rand, it's not Kiev, it's Kiev. I hate to, I hate to be the bear of bad news, bro, but it is Kiev. It's not Kiev. But anyway, whatever. Mm, Actually, I still call it Kiev. So. It's Kiev. I'm telling you. It is Kiev. No, I, I know it. Was, I know it was Kiev. I know it is Kiev. But yes, this is what that's about. Bring this up. I, I read this earlier today. I think Liana, I think you covered this today too. But just in case you guys didn't see this on Liana's show, we'll show you it again. This is interesting. Mitch McConnell and Senate rhinos helped pass Ukraine funding package that includes language for automatic impeachment if Trump terminates funding for the Ukraine war. In an unusual session, hold on, Super Bowl Sunday, the U.S. Senate voted to move forward a substantial $95 billion aid package that will support Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan with no southern border security provisions. The package includes $60 billion for Ukraine, $14 billion for Israel. The vote garnered support from rhinos with a final tally of 67-27. According to The Hill, Schumer offered Republicans the chance to vote on amendments in exchange for expediting the legislative process. By a vote of 67 to 27, the Senate invoked uh, cloture on Murray's substitute amendment 1388 to H.R. 815, legislative vehicle for supplemental appropriations. The Senate press gallery wrote on X. Uh, So 67 senators voted in favor of war funding. Yeah, okay, we got that. Just keep repeating yourself over and over again. Just say it in a different way. Um, Let's see. Here's the the Republican senators that supported the war funding. Shelley Moore, Capito from West Virginia, Bill Cassidy from Louisiana, Susan Collins from Maine, John Cornyn from Texas, Joni Ernst from Iowa, Chuck Grassley from Iowa, John Kennedy from Louisiana, Mitch McConnell from Kentucky, Jerry Moran from Kansas, Mark Wayne Mullen from Oklahoma, Lisa Murkowski from Alaska, Mitt Romney from Utah, Mike Rounds from South Dakota, Dan Sullivan from Alaska, John Thune from South Dakota, Tom Tillis from North Carolina, Roger Wicker from Mississippi, and Todd Young from Indiana. Now, why is this such a big deal? This is a big deal because this doesn't go back in front of the House. Hold on, though. It gets better. I know, but hold on. Just why is this a big deal? Listen to what I just said. It doesn't go back in front of the house. This does not go back in front of the this house. Is passed. The house can't kill this. No, it's not passed yet. The president still has to sign it. Whatever. It's going as an appropriations bill, as an uh, amendment to an appropriations uh, an appropriations bill. So this does not go back into the house. It doesn't need to. 
On Monday morning, Trump-supporting Senator J.D. Vance, Republican from Ohio, posted a stunning report on X. According to Senator Vance, the Senate funding package includes language that makes it impossible for President Trump to terminate the Ukraine war funding into his second term. The language is inserted into the aid package with President Trump in mind. These dirty rhinos and Democrats voted on a bill that will send endless billions to Ukraine no matter how dire the situation is on the ground. Buried in the bill's text is an impeachment time bomb for the next Trump presidency if he tries to stop funding the war in Ukraine. We must vote against this disastrous bill, Vance wrote. And 17 Rhinos supported this package. So Senator Vance sent the following memo to every Republican lawmaker in Congress. The Ukraine supplemental includes a hidden impeachment clause against President Trump background. President Trump was wrongfully impeached by the partisan Pelosi-led House of Representatives on December 18th, 2019. At the core of the impeachment was a pause on funds appropriated to Ukraine, $39 million in security assistance, $250 million through the Department of Defense's Ukraine Security Assistance Initiative, and $141 million through the State Department's Foreign Military Financing Program. The false argument put forward by Democrats was is as follows. As President Trump had allegedly paused these funds because he wished to see the corrupt nexus between the Biden family and Ukraine investigated, President Trump had abused his power with the aim of interfering with the U.S. presidential election. Page 425 of the committee report on the first impeachment states, quote, the president froze military assistance to Ukraine against U.S. national security interests and over the objections of career experts. The impeachment inquiry report states the president did so despite the longstanding bipartisan support of Congress, uniform support across federal departments and agencies for the provision to Ukraine of the military assistance and his obligations under the Impoundment Control Act. So the supplemental impeachment impeachment time bomb President Trump has said in regards to the war in Ukraine, we've got to get that war settled and I'll get it settled. He has stated that he was re- would resolve the war in 24 hours. The bill includes $1.6 billion for foreign military financing in Ukraine and $13.7 billion for the Ukraine Security Assistance Initiative. These funds expire on September 30th, 2025, nearly a year into the possible second term of P- President Trump. These are the exact same accounts President Trump was impeached for pausing in December of 2019. Every single House Republican voted against this impeachment resolution. If President Trump were to withdraw from or pause financial support for the war in Ukraine in order to bring conflict to a peaceful conclusion over the objections of career experts, it would amount to the same fake violation of budget law from the first impeachment under markedly similar facts and circumstances. Partisan Democrats would seize on the opportunity to impeach him once again. The Washington Post has reported that tying President Trump's hands on foreign policy is very much top of mind for Biden administration officials who are openly boasting about their plans. The background quote is damning. Not incidentally, a U.S. official said the hope is that the long term promise, again, assuming congressional buy in, will also future-proof aid for Ukraine against the possibility that former President Trump wins his re-election bid. Yeah. So it is, I I mean, how do we fix this now? You got to burn it down. This is not what none of, none of us. And I, I'm trying to make this more all, all encompassing. None of us, there is not an American in this country, not one born, bred, blood, done their time, they're here. You're an American. There's not an American here that supports sending money 
to quite possibly it's an the endless most pit. corrupt country on the on the face it, of the planet. It's an endless pit, and they're now bitching about getting rid of Zelensky because he's forty billion forty billion dollars is missing from their national accounting. Yeah, there is zero. Notice in that bill, there was nothing about accounting for this money that we're going to send over there. There's no way that we can track it. There's no way that we can see where the money's going. There's no way that we'll ever know where that money's going. Do you really think that Zelensky stole, stole $40 billion from Ukraine? Or do you think it went back into no, I think the he Biden stole crime family? I think he stole it to pay his debts for the money that he had to launder yeah. for the Bidens. He had to come up. There had to be another equal amount. They had to match the amount so that they could launder the same amount. Mm -hmm. I guarantee mm -hmm. that some of this was done in co coercion with that. Exactly. Because listen to what Biden has to say here, if you can understand him. Well, I especially want to, I'd like to let's go add another point. The failure of the United States Congress, if it occurs, not to support Ukraine is close to criminal neglect. It is outrageous. Kissinger was right when he said, not since Napoleon has Europe not looked over his shoulder and worried about Russia until now. You and I helped put NATO together in a way it hadn't been in a long time. So much of the states, they better step up. Thank you all very much. Not sending money back to him via Ukraine is criminally negligent. Yeah, because he knows he's fucked. He still owes money. He's everybody in there still. They're still trying to squeeze the, the, their last dime out of this one. They know when Trump comes back in, it all stops. But the fact that we know that, the fact that we know that and we can see it, and everybody else looks at it, all your crazy conspiracy theorists. Are you that numb to life that you can't even see that part? That that simple little, I mean, it's 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 minuscule if you really look at it because it really has no effect on your life, but you actually believe that somehow this doesn't affect you. Hmm. Man, I, I I I wish I could be that naive. I wish, I, I guess I wish I could go back and take the blue pill. Please give me the fucking blue pill. Let me put my head back in the sand. Too late. Let me. I guess I got to go back to birth because I guess got to be born with my head in my in the fucking sand because I've never thought that way. I've always thought there's always something else. There's always something that you don't know. And that when you find out about it, you're like, well, fuck me running. Exactly. Thank you. You stole the words. Like you reached into me like a puppet. I do. And that all the stole time. them right out of my mouth. I do. Usually it's from a different orifice though. Wow. <laughs> Just kidding. Alrighty then. Oh, someone's controlling this fucktard like a puppet, probably through that same orifice. <laughs> That's disgusting. I know. You know, after we, uh, the fellow was running again, well, I, 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 <laughs> after 
he did not he did not move on making sure that we dealt with vaccinating the American public. We ended up losing over a million people dead. A million people. A million. And the studies show that for every one of those who die, there are eight to ten significant others are left behind. You know, after What? I, what? Um, because uh, now, now, I found this really interesting. He said because Trump didn't push the vaccine, a million people died from COVID. Our biggest problem, all, anybody who's taken the red pill, their biggest problem with Trump is that he pushed the vaccine. How is Joe now coming out and saying that Trump didn't push the vaccine? Well, two wings of the same bird. Like he's trying to get him elected? Or he's trying to turn the narrative? The fuck? I, I, that's that's weird. Right? That is really, that's like his, his systems are malfunctioning, I think. Mm-hmm. I think his blank is, is blank. I, I think it would... It would probably do them some some real good if they took in that his blank and service reprogrammed it. Yeah, need some servicing. That thing is thing still fucking. Yeah, just it randomly just shuts down on its own. Just no shit. That. Yeah, listen Blue to him. To death. Listen to him talk about the economy. This is take credit for what you've done, Joe. Growth is strong. Wages are wages are rising. Inflation is down. In fact, the costs have fallen from. Every- from a gallon of gas to a gallon of milk, we know prices are still too high because of what I call greedflation and shrinkflation. Growth is- huh? Greedflation and shrinkflation. Prices are still too high, but everything's come down. Uh huh. I'll tell you what. Let's um. Let's let's what? listen to our friend, uh, Peter Strong what, on the economy before good? we get out of here. I, again, what good? Oh, wait, no, if we're getting out of here, you got to play that last one. I will. Before, I, I'll, I'll play that last. Because that's some crazy shit. And we still have a lot to go, wow. but <clears throat> it's okay. We have all week. We do. A few days ago, Jerome Powell gave an interview on 60 Minutes, a proper masterclass in gaslighting with doublespeak. Having said, there were a couple of gems in there that set the media a flutter. One was Jerome finally confessing that, quote, the federal government is on an unsustainable fiscal path, as in our federal deficits are getting to the point of destabilizing the entire financial system, as well as bankrupting our grandkids. Of course, it would have been super if Jerome had realized this before he spewed out $6 trillion of freshly printed dollars, almost one in four in existence at the time, which led to the worst inflation crisis since the 1970s. Still, it is rare for Fed chairs to criticize federal spending at all. Not because trillion-dollar deficits are harmless. Fed chairs know full well that every dollar the government spends makes the productive economy smaller. No, the reason Fed chairs keep quiet is they know who butters their bread, and it ain't voters. After all, the president appoints Fed members, Congress confirms them, and the people only have the illusion of control given that elections are largely bought. Now, in case you're hoping Powell's criticism heralds a new honest Fed, it does not. Because his next shtick was how the Fed didn't really cause inflation after all. It just sort of happened because COVID. Next, Powell talked about the banks. 
after being asked about the Fed's failure to even monitor Silicon Valley Bank, which you'll recall actually had a Federal Reserve official on their board, presumably providing regulatory immunity since they all play golf together. Now, Powell, to his credit, admitted that they failed. Of course, that won't change anything. In the same interview, he cooed how banking troubles are, quote, manageable. Since any failed regionals will just get bought by bigger banks, that will be the clip at the next catastrophic bank crash. As for the Fed's role in these constant bank crashes, we just had another near crash last week in New York. Powell was mum on the Fed's interest rate yo-yos that are crashing banks, as well as those regulatory relationships that keep the problems hidden. Just promises that he will try harder next time. It's worth noting the Fed was also very forthright and admitting that it screwed up 2008, while Jerome himself admitted they screwed up transitory inflation with the memorable, quote, I think we now understand how little we understand inflation. So the Fed breaks everything it touches, it happily admits it, and yet nothing changes. So what is next brought to you by Unchained.com. Sadly, what wasn't asked during the interview was whether the Federal Reserve should exist. If a central planning politicized water carrier for the regime that habitually destabilizes the economy and crashes the financial system might not actually be a good thing, particularly one that deceives the American people while enabling Wall Street and the federal government to rob Americans to the tune of several trillion dollars. Of course, those kinds of questions are probably above the pay grade of 60 minutes, but perhaps one day Jerome Powell will actually face a tough questioner who makes him tell us why we shouldn't put the miserable, incompetent, corrupt Federal Reserve out of business. A fresh episode of the podcast roundup just went up. Check it out at petersanage.com. Okay, we'll be watching. See you next time. Yeah. Yeah. So now even Jerome Powell is saying that we're fucked. Pretty much. Um, Pretty much. And Janet Yellen, which she, she is the most worthless fucking human being in existence. She should not be treasury secretary. That thing? Is that is that a woman? I honestly, I don't think she ever actually recovered from her mushroom trip. Did she like declare what sex? She reminds, you know, you know, I know we call her she, I but think- I, I, I want to call her like Pat, <laughs> you know, from like Saturday Night Live. <laughs> because really, what is Janet Yellen? Janet Yellen could be a dude, could be a woman. We have no idea. I'm just saying, what is Janet Yellen? Hmm. Well, here, this is uh, interesting. Has Treasury, including FinCEN or federal banking agencies like the Fed, FDIC, OCC, instructed financial institutions to search Americans' legal transactions in attempts to surveil their purchases. Well, we received a letter from you, I believe, on this topic, and we intend to investigate fully and to respond. Have you instructed banks and financial institutions institutions to provide this information? Well, FinCEN's job is to work with financial institutions to make sure are they instructing them financial institutions to search Americans' legal transactions in attempts to surveil their purchases. I I promise a thorough look into everything. Well, this is really heard. concerning. Has Treasury 
So what she's saying without saying it is, yes, yep. we're allowing FinCEN to look into your, monitor your, how you spend your money to make sure that you're spending it the way we want you to. You know. It's exactly what she just said there, or it just said there, or Pat just said there, whichever way you want to say it. The thing is disturbing. Very disturbing. What was the little thing in Lord of the Rings that sat there? It was just like, my pretty that fucking weird thing that was like up in the rocks it was all like scraggly looking and shit all skinny and whatnot you know what i'm talking about in lord of the rings what was his name my precious i, precious. I don't that's know that's janet yellen that is janet I yellen never, I, I, that is fucking i actually janet never yellen. got into lord of the lord of the rings couldn't do it um but before we play your video i'll get to it don't worry well everyone was Super distracted by the Super Bowl. Super distracted by the Super Bowl. The FBI and the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency quietly published joint guidance on how to live off the land. They know something's about to happen. Warnings of coming attacks by China as they're letting Chinese illegal immigrants into our country. Uh, quote, warning about attacks on critical infrastructure by groups allegedly connected to the Chinese PRC government. I know a lot of people are going to be watching the Super Bowl this weekend, and it's a great distraction because the FBI and the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency of the United States of America, man, that's a hell of a title, have just recently uh, released a joint guidance. Is there a video in here? Yes, yes. there is. He oh, talks good. about all of this. Good. Let's let him, let's let him, let talk, him about talk about it. it you're that's good. so much better. I said this. I know a lot of people are going to be watching the Super Bowl this weekend, and it's a great distraction because the FBI and the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency of the United States of America have just recently uh, released a joint guidance uh, about um, how to live off the land. It stated that this is a response to publications of reaction to recent warnings about attacks on critical infrastructure by groups allegedly connected to the Chinese PRC government. The FBI recently used a court order to remove malware from hundreds of routers across the U.S. because it believed the attack was the work of an advanced persistent threat group known as Volt Typhoon. U.S. officials said that the botnet designed to give Chinese attackers persistent access to critical infrastructure Routing their traffic through these gateways would hide the actual origin of malicious attempts to reach inside utilities and other targets. In May of 2023, Microsoft uncovered stealthy and targeted malicious activity by Volt Typhoon. The activity focused on post-compromised credential access and network system discovery aimed at critical, critical infrastructure organizations in the United States. They are preparing the United States citizens for a domestic attack. It is your duty to stay informed and be prepared. As a United States citizen, do not be a victim in this case. There's your message. That's your uh, early warning. Yep. That is your early warning. It's coming, folks. Just, just wait. Okay. It sure is. I hope you're ready. Check that. Uh, this is. Uh, and that that being said, actually, this Sunday, because now I'm in an effort to help things, whatever. Um, I'm uh, sending our schedule for the week to uh, every week. Anyway, um, where did that? I just saved that. Where the fuck did it go? What are you talking about? That video. I literally just saved it. Right anyway. there at the top? Uh, maybe. It looks like it. 
Yeah, there we go. Okay. Um, so I'm scheduling our shows. So like I'll know it's, I'm trying to figure out at the beginning of the week, what Saturday and Sunday show is going to be. So this Sunday for Truespiracy, we are going to do uh get your go bag ready. The bug out bag. You guys have been asking PN. I think maybe you asked a while back. Um, if we could do a show on what you should put in your go bag. Not to say you should flee right away, but you need to be ready to at the drop of a hat. So we will go over the best things to put in your go bag. Gotta things you absolutely have to take yep. with you. So yep. anyway, um, all right. I haven't seen this, but. So first, this kind of goes back to taxes and everything else. This is craziness. I know. This is a whole, this could be a whole new conspiracy theory. You may have heard of this before. You may not have. This is the first time I've ever seen it done like this, where they actually wrap it up and it kind of makes sense. This is cool as fuck. Check this out. Bury a loved one in your backyard that your house now is zoned as a cemetery and you no longer owe property taxes, as well as you're no longer part of any HOA or any government anything. Your house is a write-off. You do, it's tax free on any upgrades to your house and they can never take your house after that. Generational wealth. It doesn't matter if you default on your mortgage or anything like that. They can never take your house from you ever. Um, they can't take it from your kids. It, they can never take it. So think about this. Back in the day when you watch things like Wyatt Earp and the movies, they go out back and they bury, you know, their loved ones in their backyard. When did cemeteries become a thing, right? Mm, probably around the first war when we needed money and we instilled like, you know, war taxes, property taxes, all the bullshit, right? So cemeteries became a thing. Why? Oh, because they needed property tax and they wanted you to pay a lot for funerals. When people used to just do cardboard and, you know, bury people six feet under and put them close to their house. But now they have you pay for a plot of land, pay for a tombstone, pay for a casket, put you in debt basically for a funeral to put your loved one on a property that's not yours. Because if you put them in your backyard, then you no longer owe property taxes and your house is no longer owned by the government. Don't you have to get permission zoning or some shit to bury someone in your backyard? I guarantee you, you do. Yeah, you probably do. But what do you want to bet if you you do the fucking do like I do, which is we'll ask for forgiveness on this one. This is one I'd put you in the ground and I'd say, nope, well, nope, I already did it. You do not have my permission to exhume her. I mean, Ellsworth, though, you would have to tell somebody in order to not, you know, in order to be tax free, you got to prove it, right? Yeah, I just put you in the ground before anybody could say anything. I just put you in the ground. Be like, what? I wanted her right here next to me. Well, you're going to die first. So, so then you put me right out in the, by the chickens. Mm -hmm. Yep. Put me right next to the chickens with all my chickens. Yeah. Boom, done. So, mix emotional support cocks can shit on him all day. <laughs> <laughs> What's new? Everybody else has been doing it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> housekeeping here. Sarah, yes, you will be able to watch the Go Bag episode on the replays, both on Rumble, Pill.net, 
Um, you can go click individually actual, on Rumble uh, yeah, if you want to just watch it. Yep. You don't have to go to the replays. You can just go to Rumble and look up the show. That's, and, that's what I meant it. by like the individual shows. Yeah. And then it'll also be on the overnight replays on next Monday night. Um, tonight's overnight replay because we watched movies yesterday for True Spiracy. So tonight where I just cut like the first hour or whatever that we talked yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um when we did the news. Correct. And then, uh, so tonight's replays will be today's good book. And then that hour, um, from yesterday and then all of Job. So okay. it's like, I don't know, five hours or something, six hours, I think. So that should bring me right through. That'll um, keep you truck drivers driving yeah, all night long. So, uh, all of, all of Job, Job was, Job was really powerful. I'll tell you what. So, uh, go check that out. If, if you're up all night or drive in or on the other side of the world. Yeah. Cause you hadn't knows? had a chance to tune in cause you were sleeping. Yep. 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 Either way, we're going to get the fuck out of here. We will be back tomorrow night, five 45 for the pre-show 6 PM for the regular show. You can tune in at zero eight tomorrow morning for her in the good book. When nine Oh five, the lovely Liana comes on and uh, she's on both our channels and her channels. You can check them out on both before I forget again, uh, Lindsay, um, pointless I'm dropping to get the scratch. Um, be careful with the ESAs. They're not actually considered service animals unless you're like a, a veteran like Mick is, you know, he's got a hundred percent disability and we got letters from his doctors. That's the only way that the court accepted them as service animals. So emotional support animals do not qualify under the ADA as actual service animals. Just so you know, you're paying a hundred bucks or whatever for a piece of paper that really does very little. Yeah. You can't bring them into restaurants. You can't bring them into hotels. Like it, they don't really qualify. So having been a manager of a hotel, trust me, I know. Either way, yep. we're going to get the fuck out of here. We'll talk to you guys later. Have a great night for the Mick. And B-Lynn. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Peace. Thanks for watching, y'all.
strapped up in a wacky. I can show you if it's needed. When you see it, you'll believe it. If you don't love it, you can leave it. Michael Jackson, you can be I teach you how this game go Different joints, same smoke Wake up, wear the same clothes Real redneck, I'm a piece of white trash Blue collar boy, but my lady's high class Got the music way up loud With a cigar in my mouth Fuck around and come find out How we do it in the South Ain't saying nothing, but you're running that mouth I never take a hand out, I'm too damn proud I'm a son of the dirty South With a truck seat eye And he straight pipes loud We need man up or sit your ass down. We done talking. Fuck around and find out. Love my country, love my freedom. Fuck the welfare. Now I don't need them. Shotgun race from the woods to the plate. Ain't never went hungry, ain't never too late. To come around here, son, running your mouth. You can fuck around and find out.